Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Lockdown Eagles, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package uh, experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB. Five, six for more information or search Super Bowl on location. I'm Lou DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. It's a Tuesday edition of the show. And uh, Gino, we're doing stock up, stock down as we always do on a Tuesday afternoon show. And uh, a lot of positives today after a very convincing win against the Jets on Sunday on both sides of the ball on offense and defense. Not only that, Lou, Nick Sariani in his press conference on Monday had a lot of good things in terms of injuries when he discussed them in terms yeah, of Jason we Kelsey. Yeah, with Jason Kelsey. Yeah, it looks like we should be getting him back healthy after the bye week. And right now, Lou, you come off that Jets win, and I love what Rodney McLeod said in that post-game victory little clip that they did after Nick Sariani gave his little post-game speech. He said the next four games are in front of us. They're all division games. Like, we know what is there. And I was thinking back, I'm like, man, this guy, Rodney McLeod, has now been, what, four straight times? This is maybe his fifth straight season, 17, 18, 19, 20. They could have made it, I mean, in a bad division, but they've been win the last four games of the season for the last five years. And yeah, then do the, or the, die the playoffs kind of game. The, yeah. The DNA of this football team, as you can see the hat I'm wearing 2019 was <laughs> yep. a do or die situation for sure. Um, it was a huge, huge positive day for the birds on both sides of the football. Um, and me and Gino, we're going to get into stock up now stock down in segment two, Gino, I think to me, and again, we're going to do quarterback on Friday as we always do. So Gardner Minshew, obviously stock up. Um, but I think something that I took away from that game on offense, besides the, the main takeaways, right? The offensive line, the quarterback, the play calling with the head coach. What I really liked about that game was you feel like, you know, I, I still think this team is a receiver away when it comes to skill position players. We talked mm -hmm. about it last week, but when you saw the contributions of Quez Watkins and Kenny Gainwell, like to get those two in the last two day threes of the NFL drafts, like if those two players, your you know, fourth or fifth and sixth options on offense, like that is a really good situation to be in Quez Watkins, 60 receiving yards on the day. Uh, Kenny Gainwell was doing a lot on the ground and through the air. It just, those two role players really stepped up on Sunday and are they going to be the starting running back and the wide receiver two of this offense? Probably not, but they were really impressive against the jets. And those are perfect role players that offer a lot of explosive ability. I think when you look at those two players in particular, there are a lot of factors that come into play. One, the individual who got them there to find those late round picks hats off to the scouting staff. Cause that's where it comes from late in the draft. Who are you going to get? It all comes down to that scout standing on the table for these guys. Trust me. If I was in that building with Kenny G and Quez Watkins, you love Quez. I love Kenny. I think oh, yeah. we both would have been standing on the table for these guys. They were my guys for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the offense, Lou. And I think one of the things we'll talk about is coach Seriani, but his ability from week to week 
who he's going to target. I, I don't think it, it, one week it's Goddard, the next week it's Goddard, the week after that it's Goddard. Like when we were in the Zach Ertz little fiesta when he had the, the most catches in a single yeah, season. Yeah, 2018, yeah. It was going to Zach Ertz every time. You knew where it was going. This time you're looking, you're like, oh, man, I, there's five, six guys that a ball could be going to. When Kenny Gainwell's in there lined up outside, but then you have Miles Sanders in the backfield who they finally got involved in the pass game, Lou, this last week. You're right. When these guys are your fifth and sixth options, you have Devontae, you have Miles Sanders, you have Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. If you had another like top guy in there, the yeah. role players, your quote unquote in NBA, your sixth men of the year, right? That's what's going to win you a game down the stretch when teams can't match up with you one on one. And I think going against the Jets, it was evident that they had the playmakers and they were going to make you beat them one on one. And the Eagles did that in their advantage last week. And I think Nick Sirianni did a perfect job. We actually talked about this last week, how we wanted to see Quez Watkins used more in situations that got him in the open field. And you didn't see the mm-hmm. screen passes on Sunday. You didn't see him you know, moving in pre-snap motion, reverse calls. But what they did do is a lot of mesh concepts, getting him across the middle of the field. It's already hard to track Quez Watkins in that 4-3 speed when you got to do it through traffic as well. I mean, just killer. And, and I love the way they drew up concepts for Quez on Sunday to get him in the open field and he made three big plays as a result so I thought Nick Sirianni as you mentioned earlier play calling wise with Quez Watkins and Kenneth Gainwell it was a masterful job and that's the way you use those kind of role players that offer that dynamic ability in the open field it wasn't just Watkins like Gainwell too I mean Gino he's got great concentration there's been like four plays the last two weeks where you want him to just catch the football but there's been three or four times where it's bounced off his hands in traffic Mm -hmm. he still finds a way to focus refocus and grab that football and still make positive yardage out of it so Gainwell has been impressive too since he's come back into the lineup the last two weeks it's been good to see him bounce back after kind of being a scratch uh, before that yeah I would be interested to know who's coaching him up in individual drills if he is doing more with the wide receivers coach and Aaron Moorhead or if he's doing more with the backs coach, because it seems that all three of those units, I mean, drops have become one of those things that we look at the past couple of years that killed this team. And now guys like Kenny and Dallas Goddard's done it a couple of times where they're just making these miraculous one-handed right. catches or a bobble catch where it does seem like they've repped it. They're concentrated more. They know how their muscle memory is going to react to these type of things. Yep. And you have guys that late in games, I mean, that Kenny Gainwell one where he bobbled it, he doesn't pick that up. They're going to go into a a long situation where they might not convert that and can't run the clock down. So, yeah, hats off to these role players, Lou, because you could get a lot done. And a couple weeks ago we were saying how far can Devontae and Dallas take you. You've seen to where they could take you. You need contributions from the guys around them to really see this offense excel to where we think it could go. And especially when you're not getting contributions from Jalen Rager to get this contribution from Watkins and Gainwell, uh, very important. Uh, Gino, who impressed you on Sunday? I got to say stock up Nick Sirianni, man. Like I really am just beyond impressed with what he has been able to do. The amount of 30 point games we have seen from this offense, his ability week to week. And I think it was evident last week where he said when he came into Philly, I've worked with multiple different quarterbacks over three different years in Indy. He did it last week with having Minshew, a player that is probably, I'd say a 100 degree, not 180 degree separation away from Jalen Hurts. He does have a little bit Certainly of that. Certainly a different player. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the different player is a good way to put it. And that offense didn't miss a beat, Lou. One drive, they didn't score. 
and it was the end of the game. It really it didn't matter. Possession. Yeah. The last possession of the game, they scored and were efficient from start to finish. And it goes to Nick Sirianni, man. He doesn't have the best group of playmakers in the world, mm-hmm. but he gets it done with what he has. And you're looking at that Giants game last week and saying, man, what if they just didn't turn the ball over in the red zone those couple times? They're in a position to win that game, and it comes down to a lot of what Nick Sirianni has done. I think they've gotten better in their use of motion. They're better in their balance, especially last week. It was nearly 50-50 in their balance of run versus pass. And going with the unit, that is the best. And I would love to rank where each unit stands on this team, where we are here in week 14. Offensive line, far and away, far and away is the best unit on this team. And he knows it. I'm sure him and Jeff Stoutland have long conversations day in and day out about how we are going to beat up a team via that offensive line. And it all comes down to your offensive coordinator, your head coach, your play caller. Guys have bought in from Nick Sirianni from the start inside of that building. And I only think the love for that guy is just continuing to grow, Lou, because Mm -hmm. he doesn't favor anybody. He's real with everybody. And he's going to put these guys in the best position to succeed, unlike his defensive coordinator on the other side, who could be questionable about where he's playing guys. I don't think you're really questioning a lot of what Nick Sirianni does in terms of how he's putting guys out onto the field, how he's deploying players, how he's play calling especially after the last month or so where they have been efficient. Absolutely. Stock up to head coach Nick Sirianni, wide receiver Quez Watkins, running back Kenneth Gainwell, a bunch more we'll get into coming around in segment three. Coming up in segment two, though, who didn't really impress against the New York Jets? This is Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is brought to you by On Location. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels and food by the great wolf game puck visit on location exp.com slash SB five, six Super Bowl 56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location exp.com slash SB five, six or search Super Bowl on location. Guys, this is Lockdown Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and it's brought to you as well by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power as well and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out and get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save at Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers in one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer coverage not available everywhere or for all phone and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. I'm Lou DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. This is your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. 
And we thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen. Each and every day, it's Tuesday, which means it's stock up, stock down. Me and Gino gave stock up to, of course, head coach Nick Sirianni, a masterful play-calling job on Sunday. Wide receiver Quez Watkins really did a lot as a role player on offense, and so too did running back Kenneth Gainwell. Gino, we'll get into some more stock up in segment three. Uh, going to stock down, though, who's somebody that maybe frustrated you when it comes to the coach or on offense or defense and, of course, special teams, which you're still fighting the good fight? Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know how much farther south the kick return and punt return unit can go, but it's as low as it could go, and my faith in Mike Clay was just right away in that Jets game. I, I had no doubt that they were they're eventually going to be a reason they lose a game, Lou. I mean, they have been a reason that they've won. They blocked a couple punts, but that I think comes down more to the individual performances from a guy like TJ Edwards, the guys like Sean Bradley who have been so good on special sure. teams. But coming off of Dave Phipp, where for several years he was one of the better special teams coordinators in football, kind of went by the wayside in 2022. But even what he's doing in Detroit right now, you look at him, it's like, man, these guys are running laps around what the Eagles are doing, and they're the Detroit Lions. And you look at other good teams in football that struggle with special teams. Dallas, right in our division, another team that struggles with special teams. Green Bay, if you want to get to the top of the top, you have to be sound 100% of the time in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. And you look at Jake Elliott, who's perfect, if they could just have somebody that matches what he and Aaron Sipos are doing yeah. in terms of the return game, in terms of covering kick and punt, they would be in a much better position to put their offense and defense in better positions to succeed. That's where the game starts. It starts with a kickoff. It has for how many years, and it's going to continue to be that way and until the Eagles can help out a guy like Jalen Hurts, and put him ahead of the sticks and not behind the 25. Sure. They're going to have to have these long drives after long drives, which they have had for the whole season. I mean, I maybe agree. the best field position that they've had all year was the 40-yard line, and that right. might be a little bit, I mean, giving them a little bonus. I, I don't think they've long, been too great. Yeah, we've come a long way from you know, 2014, 2015. The special teams was a lot of the reason you were winning football games in spite of yeah. an inconsistent offense and defense. That New England game in 2015, right? Like special teams was exactly part of that game. A lot of those early games in 2014 as well with Darren Sproles. And it's mostly the return game for me because, like you said, the kicker and punter, they've been great. Um, and yeah, look, really perfect. since. Really, since Kenyon Barner in 2017, this return game has not been right. And then you can understand why personnel-wise in 2018 to 2020. This year is more frustrating, though, Gino, because you have Jalen Rager. You have right. Quez Watkins. You have Boston Scott. Kenneth Kenny Gainwell, G. Yeah, Miles Sanders was really good as a kickoff returner in 2019. You have a lot of – there's not really an excuse when it comes to the lack of personnel. So how this team not only is – like, they're not getting chunk returns, like, you know, going to the house – they're not even really making positive plays. Like it's like mm -hmm. negative. And that's like, you're not even getting to the floor and considering the personnel they have, it's absolutely perplexing to me. I mean, they had to pull Jalen Rager from kickoff duties on Sunday because he was making so many mistakes. They put Boston Scott out there and he really couldn't do anything with it either. No, he got to the 15 yard line after they right. pulled. Jim yeah, Rager. he messed up too. <laughs> and Mike Clay to sit there and say like that's the point where we knew we had to pull him. Oh, what about the the ball that went over his head and mm -hmm. inexplicably almost just got picked up? The for leash a is way touchdown. too long on him. What about yeah. the one when he, he touched the punt 
and it was way behind him, and he, he's trying to field it like he's Odell Beckham Jr. Those things are simple coaching changes. You have how many guys that could create a 4 by 100 track team on this team, and you're mm -hmm. still sticking with Jalen Rager. And I, I just want people, if you haven't seen it, and I'm going to try to find that opening kickoff of that game, how big that hole was that Braxton Berrios was able to run through. And we're not talking about the 85 Bears. We're talking about the New York Jets. After a week where you played the New York Giants, who were just as bad and didn't have success. And Lou, you're right. It's not even just getting to the 25 on a touchback. Right. They're not even getting to the 25. That's what I'm saying. Like we're not getting the past the 25 yard yeah. line returns. We're not even getting to that floor. Yeah, and that exactly. is frustrating when you're not like, they they did what you wanted. Greg Ward is not returning the football anymore. And, <laughs> and I still, would love for him to return kicks at this point. I know Darren Sproles is working for the front office, and I know he has me blocked on Twitter, but maybe he, I mean maybe I do want him back. I'll maybe put out he can a word still for Darren. Yeah, you, yeah, you're gonna have to tell him. I can't do it. Hey, he's busy today. He just got inducted into the college <laughs> yeah, hall did, of fame. Which is for awesome. Kansas which is awesome. Good for Darren Sproles. Uh stock down to me for a couple second level players on defense. And they're not horrible players right now, but uh Gino, I think you can see the lack of really like top tier yeah. talent. Um, Rodney McLeod, not that he's costing you on defense by any means. He just doesn't seem like after the second leg injury in the last three seasons, just doesn't seem like the player he was mm -hmm. before. And with them losing Davey and Taylor, that's a bigger loss. than I think people are talking about with Singleton. Like I think you mentioned it on yesterday's show. He's the perfect third or fourth linebacker, like in a rotation, yeah. but you saw him kind of get exposed in the open field against the jets on Sunday. And so I think, you know, when you look at, this draft class and some of the, the variety of safeties they have. And, you know, you look at like a guy like Devin Lloyd, uh, the linebacker. Oh, from Utah. Did you really have to say Devin right. Lloyd of all people? I'm sorry. You had a good had week. A pick six in well, the you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's going to be a safety that can also play linebacker or a linebacker that can also play safety, but that hybrid second, third level mm -hmm. roamer, that Swiss army knife, you know, I watched Micah Parsons just go everywhere for the Cowboys on Thursday. And I'm watching like, I really miss having that kind of player. And mm -hmm. although Singleton and McLeod aren't killing you, I would like these spots to be, you know, a reason you're winning and not just, you know, something that's not in the way. We had talked about on offense, the idea of these role players. I think Alex Singleton is a great role player. McLeod at this point right. in his career, after those two injuries, he's playing starter minutes, but you're right. He doesn't have that range that he had prior. I think Marcus that. Epps has been their best safety. Unfortunately, <laughs> when it comes to he quietly has been, the epitome of what you he want has in the highest safety. Uh, he has the highest run grade of any safety in the NFL from PFF. Of course, the snap count's lower, but I mean, it shows he's been playing well when he's out there. Yeah, I thought Anthony Harris and him really the last couple weeks have been the two guys that you can lean on. And you're right, Lou, you need a guy that in this style of offense in the National Football League can mm -hmm. roam anywhere. And if anybody's been paying attention to Javon Holland in Miami, he has a multitude of interceptions this season because he has the ability to cover so much ground on the back end. And there's linebackers that do the exact same thing. You could look for Baltimore with Patrick Queen, somebody that yeah. you and I on this show we were pounding the table for to take in the first round, mm -hmm. to break that streak of not getting one of these guys because you do need it. And Alex Singleton, I feel bad because in like situational roles, he is very good. But he's just not a guy that can play that that full sixty minutes of a game. Not a, a starter, and he's like your seventh, eighth man off the bench. If we're doing that NBA type of sure. situation, a third or fourth liner in the NHL, he's not a guy that could get you there. And now, 
Rodney McLeod, we're seeing why there's a hole because one, Kevon Wallace is out. Two, Rodney McLeod is only getting older. And three, outside of Kevon Wallace, who hasn't really been on the field, you've lacked at addressing this position. At least linebackers got Davion, something to look forward to. Past right. Anthony Harris, past McLeod, who could be gone both after this season. It's very, very grim, and you, and you need to do something in the worst have way to use in the first asset. two days yeah. this year. I expect those with those Multiple four picks in the first assets. two rounds, they're going to have to spend one on a safety for sure. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say like stock really down for these guys, but I just think it's more so stock down for what they represent with this current Yeah, it's a, it's a team-building type of yeah. assessment, right. I would say. We right. see where we're still lacking because, like, yes. yeah, you have these – these linebackers, and I think TJ Edwards probably has played better in coverage than Singleton, but you see them when this tight end like gets outside the numbers, they're just lacking that little bit of explosiveness, lacking that range to really get to that final level to, mm -hmm. to break up a play. And when you are in these games where Zach Wilson starts hot, you need a turnover to come into right. play, and you see how long it took them. If they were able to get a turnover quicker, maybe they don't allow 18 points in this For game. sure. We're going to get back into the positives coming up next. This is Stock Up, Stock Down on Locked On Eagles. Guys, we'll be right back. And if you want something else that's positive, I hope you get some vitamin C in your life, and you do that by going to Beachbound. In life, we're all bound for different things, and with Beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may be bound for encountering the unexpected, like losing to the Giants a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up with a poolside bar next to me and then a whole bunch of tacos, a whole bunch of tequila. You know how it goes. As long as I've got a good view, a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be with Beachbound.com. You could find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you are looking for. We will eventually get to our vacation time after the season, Lou. But mm -hmm. right now we're in the swing of things. So what are you bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today. This is Lockdown Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. And we thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri. It's stock up, stock down. Stock up to Quez Watkins, Kenneth Gainwell, Nick Sirianni. Stock down to the return game on special teams. Alex Singleton, Rodney McLeod. Gino, let's dive, as we wrap up the show, let's dive back into stock up. You know, I think there was a lot of positives, way more to take from this game than negative in this very convincing win. And although it was against the Jets, like this was an important game for the playoff push. Um, is, who else really impressed you on Sunday on offense, defense, or, you know, when it comes to the coaching staff? I got to stick with that offensive line, Lou. I mean, another combination, Nate Herbig playing right guard since Jack Driscoll goes out. You're just overcoming adversity every single week at that position, and they don't skip a beat. You had tweeted today that the running game is so good because they have the best offensive line in football, and I hear on the broadcast every time Dallas plays how good their offensive line is. People, let me tell you, what the national media believes that the Dallas Cowboys offensive line is is what the Eagles offensive line is in real life. I feel life. like they remember what the Cowboys were in like 2016, and regardless of how it's changed, they haven't really looked into it, and so they just think it's been the same unit for like six years now. And it has been, and they've had a multitude of injuries and a multitude of yeah. different combinations, but they haven't overcome it like the Eagles have. It seems outside of that, I'd say like, two-quarter stretch where Nate Herbig really cost you that game against the Giants, they haven't had 
offensive line play that you're like, man, this is really costing us a game. If anything, they're one of the units that has won you multiple games. It's the unit that's won you the most games. Without a doubt. And yes. if you could, if you went down the list of all these units and we talked about ranking them, they'll be number one. And also, like, who was a biggest, uh, biggest variable for why you succeeded? I mean, offensive line. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. is staying upright. He's not getting brutalized behind the line like he was last year. And then for that to continue when Gardner comes in and he can really see the field and just sit there and not have to worry about guys being in his lap all day. Yep. You look around the league at these other young quarterbacks, where you're like, "Can I even evaluate this guy?" Like Tua, look like at a the Daniel that was Jones against the Eagles on Sunday with Zach Wilson. I mean, yeah, he can't. These guys cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. And it, when it comes down to the margins, if I'm going to be better than other teams in the NFL, might not be as good at the wide receiver position. Might not be as good at quarterback, tight end. You're you're up there at tight end defense. If you're as good on the offensive line as any other team in the league. And why we never got behind the Eagles being a bottom five team in the NFL was because of of how good this unit was, and especially the offensive line. I have no doubt Jeff Stoutland should be inducted into some sort of Hall of Fame, either in Philadelphia Mm. or in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, because he has been that instrumental, not just in 2021, but going back since he was hired here years ago, Lou. And that 2017 Super Bowl run – Without Stout, we might not win that well, game, man. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Gino, this organization, if, if you want to talk about what team represents how important the offensive line is to success, the Eagles represent that more than any team over the more last five years. I'll go to and bat it's not for just, that against yeah, anybody and it's, who wants to It's not just 2017. It. Like, look at the, the issues at the end of 2018 and 2019. Why were they able to overcome having Deontay Burnett and Robert Davis playing at receiver? Because right. you had that offensive line. And then you look at 2020. Why did things break so quickly why did things fall apart you can mention a lot of things but the big reason was you had 14 different offensive line combinations then this year is this team maybe overachieving a lot of it has to do with this unit so there is not a team that exemplifies how important this unit is more than the eagles over the last Mm -hmm. since from 2017 to 2021 and definitely stock up to the entire unit personnel the coaches the front office continuing to bring in talent here um, it's not sexy. It is not the exciting draft pick. It's not the highlight reel unit, but you got to know, like, this is why I always convince myself, like the fan in me always gets bummed when a Landon Dickerson gets picked because, you know, like it's just, and then you the watch time, him play, but then, then you, you always got to tell yourself, play. you know, the heart is saying that, but the brain always says, this is the meat and potatoes. Like, yeah. Are the sides sexier for sure? Is the fancy drink? Uh, yeah, of course, but you got to have your meat. You got to have the potatoes that you mm-hmm. not, you need the fuel. And then you add the other stuff later. So uh, great point for sure. Stock up uh, to the offensive line. And, and one more, Gino, uh, stock up to the guy behind him. You know, we talked about Kenneth Gainwell, but how about Miles Sanders? I mean, yeah. that is the most violent he has run in his entire career. The first running back this year for the Eagles that's had over 100 rushing yards. Um, and I loved what you said on Monday. It looked like he was just his eyes were in the end zone each play. Mm-hmm. And compared to like how violent and physical he was running with the balance of some of those cuts, you know, looked very LaShawn McCoy like. I mean, he, he's a, a damn good running back, and the Eagles are lucky to have the four guys they have. I mean, they're deep in the offensive lines. The main reason for why this run game didn't skip a beat without Jalen Hurts, but Miles Sanders was incredible, I thought, on Sunday. That was the most impressed I've been with him since 2019. 
Yeah, talk about a guy who's overcome all sorts of adversity when it comes to yeah. his injuries, comes to the fumble concerns, comes to running out of bounds late in games. Mm-hmm. That was a player who I believe benefited from being out those last few weeks because if you saw those runs and you talked about how violent he ran, Lou, I'm sure he's looking at tape of Jordan Howard saying, man, I could do this. Like, I could he's be been explosive. doing it since he came back, yeah. yeah. He puts his head down. He picks up those couple extra yards at the end. He seemed to be more decisive when getting north and south. He wasn't Mm -hmm. going as east and west as much. Similar to what Jalen Hurts when we talk about in the run game, like when he's supposed to run versus when he has to run. Miles Sanders wasn't just making those cuts like LaShawn McCoy because he could. It It was was because he had to. It was because he had to make guys – miss in the open field because he had to bounce a ball outside. It seemed like his vision was as clear as it had been all year. And you're right. You hope he comes back after this bye, rejuvenated from that injury because he once again is getting to that form. Lou, like I was waiting for him to pop off one of those 75 yard runs. Mm -hmm. I was just waiting for it. Every time he would hit the open field, I go, he's going to, he's going to break one. And yeah, this physical style, like with that ability, mm-hmm. Gino, that's a very complete running back. Yeah. And it's someone that's worth a second Which round it, pick for. I mean, fair to, to Miles, it took Shady a couple years to get like that, man. We oh, that yeah. was the big thing. He he always was bouncing outside. We're like, yeah, we get it. We we know you're flashy. Just show mm-hmm. us what you can do at the quote unquote running back position yeah. and just be it back. Because when Miles is efficient and he could see. It only makes it easier for him it's when finding he gets up that to balance. the second. Yeah, yeah. When I I want him to be in the second level more than I want him to be bouncing balls outside because right. you could track a guy outside, but when you get to the second level, there's not many guys that are going to catch him in the open field and, and stop him in a one on one catch him with situation. straight line speed or try to tackle him when he's trying to break your ankles. Yep, yeah, exactly. Get him to the second level and you know, crazy things can happen. Let's get him in the end zone too, Gino. Uh, he has the most yards for a running back this year in the NFL that doesn't have a touchdown. Miles Sanders got to get oh, in the end wow. zone this year. Yeah, uh, it's by won. a lot too. Carlos Hyde is second, and he's like he's got almost 300 less rushing yards. So let's get Miles Sanders in the end zone. That's going to do it for today's Lockdown Eagles, guys. Thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We're available Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms, on YouTube as well, and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds at GC24 underscore football and at DiBiase LOE. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.